0: In today's world, there seems to be constant strife and turmoil. There are people who are getting engaged, maybe married, but definitely divorced with breathtaking speed. And yet today's guest has written a relationship book in which she dedicates it to her partner. And wait till you hear what she says. She says, you have been my relationship do in a world full of relationship don'ts. We're going to find out more about this dedication in just a moment. Hello, everyone. My name is Pamela Brewer, and I am delighted to welcome you to this edition of Mind Talk. I am also pleased to introduce to you author Tamara Neal. She is the author of His and Hers Relationship Do's and Don'ts. Tamara, welcome to Mind Talk.
1: Oh, thank you for having me so much, Dr. Brewer. It's a pleasure to be on the show again.
0: Now, Tamara, uh, you got, what's up with your dedication? Who is this, like, phenomenal person?
1: Okay, well, thank you for mentioning the dedication. Uh, the phenomenal person is my husband, uh, Mr. Freddie Neal, and um, he's also the guy that I went to the prom with almost 40 years ago. <laughs> he's my first boyfriend. But it's a full circle relationship. So, um, you know, after the prom, I went on with my life and he went on with his life. And when we came full circle, um, he became my dude after a lot of dumps.
0: Well, congratulations to him and to you. You know, as I said a moment ago, one of the things that struck me about the dedication as I looked at it versus what we hear about so often today is that people are getting together and breaking up and with, with life-shifting speed, and yet that's not something that you are doing in your life right now which is really kind of wonderful. It's almost like a breath of fresh air when you think about the challenges that many relationships have. That's so
1: true. That is so true. Um, I think that there's a problem with so many uh, breakups. I I think that people have an unrealistic perception of what a relationship is, and I think that perhaps social media has a lot to do with it. You know, because everybody puts the represent- representative out there on social media. Right. So the the, the the expectations are for uh the person to be the dream come true. And it's not when those expectations are not realistic in a real world. So we, we fall for a lot of things and then when we get to see that real person you know it's 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 something totally different we've been had bamboozled
0: and we're upset yes
1: yes we're upset
0: Be- before we get into um relationship do's and don'ts you i, I want to ask you just for a moment about you you were once a 911 operator and during that part of your life trauma and drama was at the end of potentially every call every minute of every shift how did you deal with that
1: well that's a good question it really it wasn't easy it wasn't easy but I, when you ask how did I deal with it, you mean how did I deal with it on a call-to-call basis or how did I deal with it just doing it, period? How did you deal with it just doing it, period?
0: I mean, you know, a lot of people, they go to work and maybe there's a little upset that day, but, you know, for the most part, it's just work. But for you, there was crisis and challenge all day long, every day.
1: Yeah, and, and you know what, I, I dealt with it. I believe, looking back at it now, by staying in the moment, okay. because you know how, on the average, you know the average for the average person going to work, you have things going on in your personal life while you're at home, and sometimes, in, in a lot of cases, you could take those things that were going on in your personal life to work with you and be perfectly okay, but. For a, a 911 operator for me it wasn't possible because me taking home to work could cost someone their life uh. so when I say staying in the moment, I had to erase everything that was going on in my life and around me and almost become a robot when I put that headset on when I was on interesting so you know it was I, I, I had to just deal with one Everything one second at a time because calls came in by the second, sometime by the minute, sometime by the second. So you dealt with what was going on in that moment and what happened in the moment prior to that had to be completely erased. When I'm delivering a baby, I can't, or in the middle of an armed robbery, I can't still be in the middle of the cardiac that happened prior to that. So... That, that was one um, opportunity to really learn how to stay in the moment.
0: How, how did you transition from being a 911 operator to a relationship coach and an author?
1: Well, I, I believe that an author was always in me because I had been writing since I was old enough to pick up a pen and um even while i was a 911 operator i was working on a i was told that many years ago that i would write a book that was going to help women around the world so i went out on this mission to to write this book um i i i really that's a really good question i'm still trying to figure out how those two <laughs> worlds collided but what i i used to think that i was on this mission you know to help women around the world. But now I realize when I look back on it, I'm actually on a journey and each point is just connecting to the next point and and I thought that this relationship coach, uh, saying domestic violence advocate actually came from the nine one one center. But I learned more and more every day that I mean it came from almost my first apartment, something that was always there. I'm just huh. Constantly learning more, getting more information.
0: Well, let's talk now about his and hers relationship do's and don'ts. One of the things that's interesting about this book is that it's written for men and women. You know, a lot of times with relationship books, when you're looking at the content of it, it's really to help women find a way to escape from that horrible human being they were in a relationship with. But this is really for men and women. Why that decision?
1: Okay, well, it came about after writing my first two relationship books. And um, to my surprise, men, which were written for women. But men really loved those two books. So they demanded a book. For men, and I always surround my books around 10 different types of relationship scenarios. So men really love those first two relationship books. And, I mean, they demanded that I write a book about 10 women. 10 women, you could say toxic relationships or relationship issues. Um, And I really tried to fulfill that prophecy, but I couldn't. I really, I mean, I tried. I just couldn't think of 10 women that would be a relationship don't but i did come up with five so what i did (laughs) couldn't think of 10 of them but we are in 2018 but i did come up with with five okay so that's that's how that came about so i gave five for the men and five relationship scenarios for the women.
0: Well, let's talk about one of your very first relationship scenarios, and that's the bad girl. Uh, tell us a little bit about the bad girl.
1: Well, the bad girl is that relationship where uh, a, the, the gentleman I always give a scenario in the book followed by Let's Talk. But the bad girl is that relationship that a lot of men, and that was written sort of for the men, find themselves in they meet this woman and she's everything that the real the 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 man's representative when he may be out and about or at the club he wants her for a good time but he doesn't necessarily want her for a wife but he wiped her okay so it's it's and, and it's not really about putting this type of a woman down but it's it's about knowing what you want a lot of times there are there are a lot of relationships where in that bad girl relationships men will uh, befriend this woman he'll start dating her um he, he he's head over heels heels about her and then once he's in a relationship he's not you know he's upset Why do you dress like that? You know, he hates the way she dresses. He hates the way she does this. He doesn't like the fact that she doesn't cook. He doesn't like the fact that she goes out to clubs. But yet this woman was exactly that. This is the exact same person that he fell in love with or he decided to date or marry or whatever in the very beginning. So I try to draw that, you know, if that's not your cup of tea, is what I say. Why are you still steeping it?
0: Exactly.
1: Tomorrow you know, so, you, know, you in there and then you try to act like this woman just pulled the wool over you. I, wait a minute, isn't that who you met that night at the club?
0: So, who she is is who she was.
1: Right. So, she's being very authentic about who she is and what you see is what you get. But the problem is he's not. But it's he. Because if he acting her while he's flirting and complimenting why are you dressed like that?
0: Probably <laughs> no. not. Tomorrow, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll continue right where okay. we left off. Folks, this is Pamela Brewer. You're listening to Mind Talk. We'll be back in a moment with Tamara Neal, author of Relationship Do's and Don'ts His and Hers. All right. Sounds like the the short end of that story is if somebody is really thrilling you in the beginning. Uh, take a look at to whether or not you can tolerate that thrill for a lifetime. And if you can, okay. If you can't, then know that.
1: Right. Right. It's not a relationship. It might just be a good night out on the town. <laughs>
0: let, let, let's talk about the narcissist in shining armor. Um, I, I, this was a truly amusing story for me. Um she the the woman has met the man of her dreams, sort of um mother says that he just doesn't pass the smell test but you know what does mom know right right she moves him in and then six months later a tow truck pulls up to take his mercedes-benz what's that about
1: well the narcissist in shining armor he's he's very similar to the he's the 2018 knight in shining armor he he basically doesn't exist so what he does is he he brings his representative in and he this guy seems like the dream come true so if you have a dream come true since none of us are perfect that that's something that's that should be a flare right there Ah. because none of us are perfect We all put our best foot forward in the beginning of a relationship because nobody's going to show you their worst side. But the narcissist, this guy, he passes, he not only smells, he not only passes the smell, he not only puts every effort into smelling, passing the smell test. This guy smells like like roses. You know, he's Mr. Perfect. He's usually an upstanding citizen. Um, and he practices this this is this is a skill, so when you ask me what is you know he so once he gets in it, 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 in many of these relationships, that narcissist will in many cases he may even come out of it looking like the victim, uh-huh, because he practices the deception, so I always say, get to know a person in every season before you consider them your dream come true
0: so you got to tell us about the tow truck pulling up six months into the relationship i mean what's that got to do with anything
1: well it was all a part of his game he was, nothing about this man ah. is real he wants you to think that he's got it going on he's financially stable this that, and then you find things out later when it all, By the time it all comes to the light, when the dust settles and the smoke clears, you're wondering what you've been hit. You're wondering what's hit you. But it's, by that time, it's almost too late. It's never too late, but you're in the relationship, and now it's time to work your way out.
0: So now your heart is really engaged.
1: Right.
0: And for so, yeah. the guy who looks like he's everything you ever hoped for, there's a tendency for many folks to really open up their heart full score. So by Uh the time the truth starts to come out, it's really
1: painful. That's true. That's why I say get to know a person in every season and learn to trust your intuition, your gut, because there's always something there. If the truth be told, for the average woman that had a narcissist um, in her life, and I've had one, I mean, they're, they're very common, but for the average woman, when you look back on it, in the very beginning there was something about this guy that we didn't tell when we told the story about this guy, mm-hmm. this great guy that we meant, oh, I'm falling in love, oh, this, that, and that. that. part that you left out in the beginning is the part that you need to bring in. Ah, It's always something there. It's always something right there that's saying, even while you're telling the girlfriend about this guy, you deliberately leave that part out about uh, the things that he, that you're, the part, that part that you refuse to mention is the part that you need to look at.
0: And seriously look at.
1: And seriously look at. And you got to see him in every season because it's very hard for a, a narcissist is playing a role. He's, he's. He's got a representative. This representative is reading a script, and he's going by that script because he wants to be this illusion that he's taking you, the illusion that he's, he's bringing forth. But at the same time, if you catch him during one of those real moments when he has to be authentic, like a, maybe a death in the family or something like that, that's when you get to see that real person.
0: And you need to pay attention to that real person you see
1: right let That's me ask, let did. me ask you a
0: question we We certainly hear about women who have not so much men but really women who have gotten into relationships with men who are in jail, either they were in jail when they met them, they met them you know through an online something uh, or letter writing uh, campaign. Or they were in a relationship with him, and then something happened and they went to jail. So you have some things that you want folks to think about if that's the predicament they're in. What What are some of those things?
1: Well, there, you know, there's a lot of different reasons why a woman may choose to date a man that's unavailable for her. So it's, it's, it's sort of hard to, to be able to break that down in a few seconds. But you really need to look at, one, is, What that person, do you know this person, one? Okay. Do you know them? So if this is a person that you met and this person was already incarcerated when you met him, and you hear about that a lot, you met him through fan mail or whatever, one of the things I want that person to know is, although you may know what this person has laid in a cell, when you have time, you have time to do what the narcissist does. You have time to lay back and think about everything that this person may want to hear. So when they get that few-minute phone call, know that this mm-hmm. is something that has been thought about through, during the course of the whole day. Until you actually get to, you know how they say you don't know a person until you have lived with them? Uh-huh. How can you say you know a person? You don't even know if this man... uh. You don't know if he has cold feet. You don't know. You don't know anything <laughs> about him. You don't know what type. How this person dresses. You don't know if this. You don't. You don't know anything about this person. All you know is that phone call that you may get once or twice a day. But there are just a number of reasons why women decide to, you know, date these men that are unavailable. Some women. Um, you, you'd be surprised of the women who have never received a card from a man. Well, this man sends love letters, uh-huh. baby, once a month. You have women that have never received a, a love letter. And then these men, when they call, they, they're very attentive. Very few men are that attentive on the phone for years. They want to know, what did you do today? Where did you go? Who is that in the background? So this is attention that for some women they've never received. I see. So they're they're fulfilling a part of them that you know, for these women they some there are many women that have never had someone need them in this way.
0: And that can be very seductive to feel needed.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, I had to giggle a little bit when you, you talked about the fact that many people will say, many women will say, we all make mistakes and everybody deserves a second chance, and that's true. And, uh, but then you say, let's define the word mistake. I made a mistake and forgot to file my taxes is very
1: different from, oops,
0: I made a mistake and robbed a bank. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Very different.
1: Yeah. So, we, yeah. so we have to look at the mistake and 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 then we have to look at do i have time to because tomorrow is not promised to any of us so if this per you know i i've actually interviewed a woman who's who she's been trying to get this man out of out of prison and she's been married to him for over 20 years he's a lifer wow but there is a reason and that's probably in your field, Dr. Brewer. There's a psychological reason why this person has decided to have this man there are, There are women that have had things happen to them in life where they don't want someone to cuddle up in bed with at night mm-hmm. but they want the relationship and
0: and sometimes that's an unconscious thing for for right. folks
1: uh-huh so it's a very it's a very touchy subject, you know. And then you have some women that, by all by all means, should probably be sharing a cell with this man because they enjoyed some of the benefits. Ah. So, I mean, if you enjoyed the benefits, then um, in my book, I think, and you didn't go to jail, maybe you should stay. Maybe you should make sure that. <laughs> so there, there's many different reasons um, why you should stay, why you should go. Totally up to you in the end. But, as I say, if a person, if, if you feed a bird that's in a cage, that bird is going to find ways to sing to you and entertain you. Now, once you open that cage, if that bird flies out, is the bird going to come back now that he can feed itself? Uh-huh. You know, because a lot of those men, when they get out, they say, look, I already did my time. She wants me to be a prisoner.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> So relationships are are complicated and it takes thought before you enter the relationship. It takes continual thought while you're in the relationship and you have to really decide what feels good and right and respectful to you, I think is what you're saying.
1: That's so true. Yes, that is exactly. Yes. So there there there's so many different types. Of relationships, of course, we have that domestic violence relationship, and a lot of men are finding themselves in that relationship now. Absolutely. When he must break the silence.
0: Tomorrow, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, I want to spend a, a couple of minutes talking about relationships in which domestic violence uh, exists, because I noticed that you spend a lot of time and share a number of resources for folks who are in precisely that kind of situation. So, folks, you're listening to Mind Talk. Tamara Neal, author of His and Hers Relationship Do's and Don'ts, we will be back in just a moment. <music> Tomorrow in the situation where there is domestic violence and yes, it happens to women and men. It's more, it happens more to women, but it absolutely happens to men. And a lot of times if men are in a violent relationship, they don't want to tell anybody.
1: This is so true. And I think part of the reason is, is because it's not considered to be a very masculine thing to do. Right. And and then you have men that are in these and there's, there's quite a few of them. It's really on the rise. I, my understanding is you become the victim or the victor. So um, somebody's wearing the pants in a lot of these new relationships. But a lot of times men, they go into denial about um, what is, I'm going to say, abuse what is abusive, and and I think we all go into denial about what is abusive because I've interviewed and I know and I've seen um, many really good guys be abused in a very toxic relationship, and and we don't look at some of the things I think a lot of times as females that are are commonly done as abuse, such as... um, if I deny you the right to see your child, if you don't do what I want you to do, if I if I decide I no longer want the relationship and I'm going to go on with my life and I take your child, I take away your privilege. To, I not only throw you out there, but I refuse to let you see your children. That, that's abuse.
0: So. That. Clearly, what you're saying is that abuse is, is more than the physical piece, which is what people tend to think about when they think about abuse.
1: Right. It's it's more than the, the physical, um, to to threaten a person financially, to say that, um, you know, if you don't let me have this thing my way, you're finished. I'm going to finish you. That, that's a form. Can you imagine somebody telling you they're going to finish you if you... <laughs> you don't do what they want you to do. It's scary. Somebody, some Yeah, somebody that you're in a relationship, I actually interviewed this male, and he said, could you imagine, um, you know, someone actually setting you up with a child, even though that's no excuse, because, you know, there's ways that you can protect yourself. Right. But once that person just got pregnant, just to make sure that they were pregnant... And then when they were pregnant, they were through with you, and they're on their way to the bank. Ah. So you know, it's it's many different forms, but a lot of times when males are being abused, um, they're not they're not gonna go to work and and talk about it. It's just, it's just not something. It's they don't consider it masculine. Right. And the same, just like women. I mean, it's the silence. Is something that's very difficult to break on both sides of the fence for a male just as well as a female.
0: One of the things that I was actually really pleased to see uh, as you were talking about domestic violence in the book is specific types of safety planning that someone can go to through and some of the specific things to really think about as you are preparing to leave and it is not simply a matter of i'm done i'm out of here there's some planning that needs to go back uh, that needs to go into a decision to leave an an abusive relationship tomorrow tell people how they can learn more about your books and what you're doing
1: Okay, well, they can learn more about my books and what I'm doing by going to my website, which is www.tamar, T is in Tom, A-M, like Mary, A-R-A, Neal, N-E-A-L, .com. Um, so that would be the the key point. I'm also on Facebook and author of Tamar Neal, Twitter, and all those other... All those other online uh, social media sites.
0: So you're accessible in many ways.
1: Very easily accessible. Terrific.
0: Thank you so Uh much, Tamara Neal, author of many books. But today we were focusing on His and Hers, Relationship Do's and Don'ts. Thank you, Tamara Neal.
1: Thank you, Dr. Brewer. It's always a pleasure to be on the show.
0: And thank you for joining us on this edition of Mind Talk. Mind Talk is brought to you daily as an educational public service, and it is not intended to replace any work that you may choose to do with a medical, mental health, or other professional. Mind Talk is available on demand by going to MYNDTALK.org. If you have any questions or comments, or you just want to tell me where you're listening from, do send an email to me at Pamela at mindtalk.org. That's P.A ela at mind talk m-y-n-d-t-a-l-k dot o-r-g be sure to go to the MindTalk homepage and sign up for the free weekly program guide and the free weekly giveaway each week a MindTalk listener is selected to receive a copy of a book of a piece of work that has been written by a MindTalk guest so that is m-y-n-d-t-a-l-k dot o-r-g and folks remember always if it's unacceptable then it's unacceptable you take care.